is Old Men Bitching. I'm Steve. And I'm Byron. Uh, and uh, it's been, oh, forever since we have seen each other uh, via video or talk to each other. So uh, how are you today, Steve? I'm, I'm good. I, I didn't have time. This is, I probably shouldn't be admitting this because nobody would know it unless they have uh, Smella internet. Uh, but I, I didn't have time to shower this morning, so my hair is sticking straight up, and I have this feeling like metamorphosis. I'm turning into, instead of a cockroach, a cockatoo. Oh, cool. Well, you know, it's always good, you know, Kafka in the morning. Which is good, because then I can start mimicking uh, my cats. I just saw a video online this morning with a, with a cockatoo mimicking these cats and freaking out the cats. <laughs> and I, I've never had a desire to own a cockatoo, but that made me want to go out and buy one. Oh, my. Well, you know, before we get too too far into this uh, podcast, I do want to do a, a little introductory uh, musical bit here. Um, so um, just uh, in, in reference to um, an occurrence that happened this week in the u.s uh here we go uh, and the rocket school fair the mom's thirsty and bears gave jewels in the night to chocolate eclair <laughs> that, you know it's it, it, you know because people don't always know the words to the national anthem in fact you don't know people don't often know the the correct words to a lot of songs. It's not just that one. So, I, and, uh, you know, of course, there's the famous uh, Jimi Hendrix thing, you know, excuse me while I kiss this guy. That's right. That's right. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> And evidently, uh, well, I, I don't really want to talk about the Orange Menace today because there's been enough. No, I, I wasn't talking about him at all. Just but I mean, you know, because there was some griping that he and uh, what game was he at last week? Uh, it was that was the college championship, right? Game. And uh, he evidently blanked on the lyrics, which a lot of people do. I'm not going to oh, hold absolutely. that against him, other than the fact that he called out uh, players for kneeling on it. So you know what the heck. Um, but you know, like I said, uh, you know, song lyrics people have have difficulty. There's uh, that song from the Titanic, you know, that Celine Dion said same thing. You know, I believe that the hot dog goes on. Ah, uh, yes. I well, have you been to Costco lately or Buck Fifty? That's <laughs> that's true. And, they should you know, adopt okay, it. Okay, here. And, and if you could complete this lyric for me, this, this one I've always had an issue with. I've never, you know, uh, uh, blinded by the light, stuck up like. A... <laughs> I think that's right. Well, I know, but complete it. Stuck up like a. Stuck up like. Like a dick in the night. Okay, I, I, I always thought it was like stuck up like a douche in a. Oh yeah, in it the is. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> who, who knows? I think you know. I think those guys just planned that. I, I, uh, there is a comic. I forget his name. There is a British comic who has a whole bit about mishearing lyrics, and he plays mm -hmm. the song. He's got a boombox with him, and he plays the song, uh, and, and then. He, he he makes his case first of what he thinks it is, plays the song, and the audience goes nuts because that's what it sounds like, especially when you've <laughs> planted that in his head. Uh, i got to find out who the guy is and, and uh, tout him because he's not well-known in this country, but he's very funny. And it's a, that, it's well, a great bit wonderful. because, I mean, since 
music's been recorded, we've had problems with lyrics. Well, yeah. Well, even even if you have the lyrics in front of you, I know. Okay, you you grew up Jewish. I grew up in a Protestant church, but it, in the Protestant church, uh, one of my favorite hymns was about the cross-eyed bear named Gladly. <laughs> That's enough that to one? make Gladly me go the Protestant. Bear? <laughs> I now I want to go to a Protestant church. <laughs> just, just to hear that, I, I, uh, and and I have to correct you. I, I really didn't quite grow up Jewish. I grew up in a house that was somewhat Jewish. We were New York Jewish, which is not Jewish per any Jews anywhere else in the world. Okay, they're they're a totally different breed in New York, and it's really more a New York thing because if you talk to New York Catholics or New York Protestants, they all sound the same. And they all have pretty much the same oh, yeah. uh, uh, the same customs. So I don't know. I don't know what Jewish is. My daughter oh, okay. says my daughter says I'm the world's worst Jew. Oh well, and, and know, I wear uh, that mantle proudly. And you know, as, as far as the things go on my side, uh, I, I probably the world's worst Christian. Uh, no, I can't say I'm the world's worst Christian because there's so much in the news lately. That's right. Uh, I just kind of ignore the whole thing, and I have for years. Uh, once I discovered there was no bear named Gladly. <laughs> you know, now there's going to be. There, oh, now good. we now we need a, a bear named Gladly. But you know what? I want there's something I wanted to talk about today because this has been really uh, driving me crazy. The whole uh, Me Too movement, uh, which is, I, and this is just a really awful segue, but. Do, do you, as uh, although I guess you do, as a single guy, I'm afraid to talk to women. I'm afraid yeah. that everything is going to be misconstrued as a flirt, or an inappropriate flirt, which I've been known to do because, face it, you know, flirting for most guys is a very clumsy endeavor. Um, but now there's this whole thing where every time you cross paths with a woman, especially one you don't know, they're looking at you, uh, you know, with the side plants because, uh-oh, what's he going to do? Um, I, I, I don't think I'm going to do anything. But has, has that whole movement, and I think it's a worthwhile movement, I think men have gotten away with shit for way too long, and I applaud the women who have been coming forward, but is it a, approaching the level of insanity? At times, I think it is. Uh, you know, I think this past week, Catherine Deneuve, right. the uh, French actress, and a number of other uh, French ladies of distinction did uh, come out uh, in protest of, of, of the, uh, the accusations that are happening. Because, uh, you know, maybe maybe they, they should take into account levels. Uh, although... You know, I can certainly understand. I have known personally so many women who've been uh, uh, harassed and abused uh, in both business and uh, otherwise. And I, I do understand. But, yeah, sometimes you have to, uh, to look at uh, intent and degree and whether you're Meryl Streep or not. Yes. I, I, I am, you know, I'm, I'm considering moving to France because they seem to be a lot more lenient over there. Um, I, and maybe I'll have a social life if I go there. But uh, the, 
I, I don't know. I, I do you ever do you ever wonder? Has this whole thing made you wonder if anything you've done in the past approached a level of inappropriateness? Oh, certainly, certainly. I I mean, when all this st- stuff started happening, I started looking back and uh, at times when uh, uh, I was misunderstood, and uh, you know, I, at the time when. At those times, I will have to say that when I realized that uh, we weren't speaking on the same plane, I did apologize immediately. But, Maybe you should have uh, taken a different you know, plane. Most guys don't do that. Uh, Maybe you should me? have taken a different plane. Oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. should have. Uh, yeah, I, should, I was flying Eastern. I should have been flying that's, American. That's I right. know. And going back to France, you know, uh, George Bernard Shaw covered that very easily. He said the the French don't care what they do actually as long, as long as they pronounce it properly. I'm all for that. I like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, how do you pronounce shithole? Especially if you're on the evening news. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were having way too much I, fun. With that. I, I think I they really were. Do. You know, they're saying I can't say that. I can't say shithole. I really can't. So I'm not saying shithole. So if you hear me say shithole, okay. I didn't say. It. I didn't hear it. Um, <laughs> So now let's let's talk. I, I'm obviously not going out and approaching any women today, so I'm going to stay in the house and talk to you. Uh, I, I was watching a special the other night on PBS of all places, and yes, you know you reach a certain age where you are you are required to watch a certain amount of PBS programming. That's true, and I think I have skipped over. Have you? You can't. I mean, the, you know, the PBS police, the age police, are going to come to your house and make sure you're tuned to PBS. But they—they they actually had an interesting show on Bob Hope. For any younger people listening who may not know who Bob Hope was, which is you'd have to be about one or two. Um, Bob Hope was a famous American comedian who was born in England. Uh, and and lived to be over a hundred, and uh, it, it did lots of it toured for the troops. He did all kinds of stuff. He was like, you know, probably America's number one celebrity at a, at a given time. And at the end of the show, his daughter was talking about how, uh, with the whole Vietnam era, he didn't get it. He didn't get all the protests, and, uh, and and then she made the startling revelation that he probably stayed too long in the in the spotlight. Not necessarily living, but he stayed too long in the spotlight. And it, it, so you're saying that uh, you know Bob Hope's uh, theme song was "Thanks for right. the Memory." Memories, and uh, he actually introduced that song in 1938. Right. So he he would have stopped then. He would in have in the show Roberta, but <laughs> right that was well actually it was the big broadcast was it? in nineteen thirty. Okay, I thought for some reason I yeah. thought it was Roberta, but uh, but anyway, that was smoke gets oh, in your eyes. Was it? All right. I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, he played uh, Madame I, Lucy. See, I I got rid of Turner Classic Movies at the wrong time. The uh, but but I mean, at what point when you're a celebrity? Um, at what point? Do you walk away? Do you say, that's it, I'm done, time to get out of it? If you've ever seen the movie well, Yankee know, Doodle Dandy, you know, they, there was that, that scene toward the end when uh, George M. Cohan, now 
talk about going back, I'm sure there are plenty of people who have no clue who George M. Cohan was. He was a major Broadway star. Um, and, and there's a, a famous scene in the movie where he's just, he is, had retired and he's sitting on his porch and these kids come by and they have no clue who, they, who he was and they're singing a Swing, which he had no clue about. Um, and, and yeah, he's, he's kind of dumbfounded that they don't know who he is, they, they, the, the stuff they're singing. So at what point do you walk away? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it does happen. So, but, uh, now rolling back, uh, this is a backwards segue. We were talking about misheard <laughs> lyrics. Uh, uh, do you know the uh, original lyrics uh, for one of the most famous George M. Cohen songs? Uh, you know, uh, the original lyrics: uh, "You're a fat old bag, you're an unsightly hag, but you're still my true love, Emmy Lou." Uh, and then you know he tried that out, realized it didn't work. And, Do you know? Uh, speaking of old songs and old patriotic. lyrics, um, "White Christmas" was was it "White Christmas" that was something totally different? Or, no, uh, I think it was Easter Parade. Well, it's the, it's the verse to White Christmas. It, uh, I used to use this when I, I did trivia contests about uh, the setting for the song White Christmas. Where does the song White Christmas take place? It takes place in Beverly Hills. It does? That's, that's the verse. There's never been such a wonderful day in Beverly Hills, L.A. Oh, that's totally wrong. <laughs> that's just totally wrong. <laughs> There, there's although you know in Beverly Hills the term White Christmas has a totally different connotation. Uh, that's true. That's true. So are Beverly Hills Jews like New York Jews? Are there? I, I, you know, since so many of them came from New York, they probably are. Yes, yeah, so, you know, a couple of times I was in the Friars Club there, and uh, I just seemed basically. You know, a guy with a name like Johnny Francis, you think, okay, that's, that's you know, lost there. Now Johnny was as Jewish as you come. So. Right. No, and I remember hanging out, you know, hanging out at, uh, like, one of the famous delis in L.A. and be a group of comedy writers at a table, and they all sounded like New York guys. Oh, yeah, canters. You walk into their, walk into canters, that's all you're going to hear, yeah. Right, right. But they, you know, it's, it's funny sitting with a group of comedy writers uh, when they're talking and saying funny stuff. Everybody's saying funny stuff, but nobody laughs. They just go, that's very funny. Well, of course not. They, they just say, they just remark on it. That's very funny. That was a good one. That was a good, but nobody laughs. It's very bizarre. Yeah, and if you want to like, exactly what universe am I in? Yeah, I in. Yeah, just take a look at the, uh, the movie Broadway, Danny Rose. Perfect example of that. That is, except you made a mistake in bringing up a Woody Allen film. Oh, I'm sorry. Me too. Hashtag. Yeah, sorry. You know, that's right. Because he is uh, persona non grata. Non grata? Non greta. Persona non greta is when you know someone named well, Greta but won't be, call her by pers- her name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, in the South, it would be uh, persona non grits. <laughs> I, have you had, you? I mean, obviously, you grew up in the South. You've, so you, how do you feel about grits? Oh, I had grits for breakfast this morning. Of you course, you did. I don't yeah. think I've ever had grits. Oh my goodness! Well, don't feel deprived or anything. I mean, it's not like they're good. 
<laughs> what are they exactly? What are grits? What are grits? Well, first off, you, you, there is no such thing as a grit. They're always plural. And uh, it's, uh, uh, it's ground corn. It's coarsely ground corn. And uh, it, it's boiled up into, uh, you know, a sticky, gooey pulp. And you throw a little butter on it, throw a little salt on it, and then you feed the birds. <laughs> so that, aha! The, and, then, and then when the birds come to eat it, you shoot the bird and, and roast it. Oh, you don't have to do even do that. The birds are generally they they're so weighted down by the grits that they they give up and uh, lose the will to live. You just pick them up, toss them in the oven. <laughs> it's the feathers that give them the flavor. <laughs> now, I, I have I have to. This is called old men bitching, and we haven't really been bitching much. We've been discussing, but I do want to bitch about something, which is is all too prevalent here in the Northwest, and that is people driving too slow. Oh, yeah. Well, you're talking to a guy who spent like two hours in traffic trying to get home last night in Vegas. That's right. People were driving way too slow. Was, was there an accident on the road or anything? The accident was that there were people on the road, yeah. I, I, I guess. And, 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 well, I don't like people. I, I think this would be a much better planet if it didn't have people. Of course, I wouldn't yeah, be here could. to know for sure, but but uh, I think that would be a good start. But yeah, now, I, I, okay, I'm going to apologize in advance for this, uh, this reference, and I will say that the reference did not originate with me. It originated with a, a comedian that I used to work with. Uh, and he would complain about people driving slow, and he would say, "Stop driving like an Asian grandma." So, uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's, uh, I apologize in advance, but I want you to note: if there's somebody driving slow, there's a good chance it's an Asian grandma. That's true. Although they're not alone, because a lot of times uh, you can see a, a, a white old person driving slow. Uh, you can see uh, Latino old old people. Uh, driving slow, and you could see young people driving slow. Driving slow is just a function of fear, and those people probably shouldn't be behind the wheel of a car. That's true. Of course, now here in Las Vegas, uh, there's a whole different philosophy to driving on the roads, and that is, um, of course, you know, people do drive rather fast on the freeways. Freeways in Las, Las Vegas are are not good like they are in other places. They're just not enough width. So, you know, too many cars, not enough pavement. But in neighborhoods, in neighborhoods now, um, I have a house that actually goes from street to street in a neighborhood, which is not uncommon in Vegas. Uh, not like I have a huge house and a huge yard. I, that's just the way it's set up. Now, the uh, front of my house faces the residential part of the neighborhood. The back of my house is uh, on a street that is only four blocks long. And it goes from one uh, major cross street to another major cross street, four blocks relatively straight. The uh, listed speed limit on that street is 25 miles per hour. But the actual speed limit Covers between eighty and a hundred. <laughs> that's that's true everywhere. 
So it's like, uh, you know, uh, I learned very quickly that uh, if I'm going to exit the neighborhood, go out the direction in front of my house. Don't go out the other way, because even if you look both ways, see nothing coming by the time you touch your accelerator and start to ease out a car going 115 miles an hour is probably going to be there to kill you. <laughs> there do you, does it drive you crazy when you're sitting in traffic and the guy in front of you has about 20 car lengths between him and the guy in front of him oh absolutely the other thing that, that really bugs me is um uh people uh they, they stop at intersections and i think okay now it's time to talk or text and they start talking or text and then the uh, uh the light changes to green and they're not moving because they're looking at their phones. You just tap your horn a little bit, just a little boop. And suddenly you have been condemned to the ninth circle of hell and been given uh, like hand signals that some of which you can figure out. But others, you're wondering what part of your anatomy that they're referring to. Well, you know, there, there's also this thing that when you honk at somebody then they give you that dirty look and then they keep their foot on the brake or only push down on the gas very lightly so that they barely move and you're stuck behind them. So what are you going to do? You can pull out around them and risk a head-on collision in the, in the next lane or you can stay behind them flashing your, your high beams, honking the horn and uh, basically causing a menace in the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, that's true. And, you know, uh, the and I, I'm sure this is everywhere. I mean, I have good friends who live in Boston who claim that that's the worst town for traffic. I have good friends who live in Dallas who claim that's the worst town for traffic. But I will say that Vegas is, uh, you know, we, we get like a gold star. We, we get a little asterisk because it's not all traffic. A lot of it is highway design on in in what's called the tourist corridor which uh is next to the las vegas strip as far as uh, freeways go it has like the worst designed merge lanes ever to merge onto uh, the freeway and uh, the uh, the access roads are terrible just recently i was in the merge lane just about to the point where i would be where i'd hit the on-ramp and just as I hit the on-ramp, I was cut off, just cut off by a vehicle. Just, you know, if I hadn't slammed on my brakes, stood my vehicle on its nose, I, I, I would have been clipped by this vehicle that, that cut me off. And then the traffic on the actual freeway is not moving fast. So I, I was able to pull up alongside this guy. And... He's talking on his phone. It's handheld phone. And in Nevada, anyway, you're not supposed to handhold a phone while you're driving. This guy is just blatantly just talking on his handheld phone. And uh, he, he cut me off. I saw him cut a couple of other people off just because he wasn't paying attention. And I thought, you know, when you're driving a black and white car and you're a policeman, you should pay more attention. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst. Are you kidding? Now, I think I think every car, you know, they keep CES is this week as we record this. And yeah. uh, every day there's all these new gadgets and new technology that they're putting out and they come up with new safety things for cars. I think the one attachment in cars that is missing should be a miniature bazooka. 
so that when somebody cuts you off, when somebody does stupid, something stupid on the road, you can just blow them off the road. Preferably in a way that doesn't kill them. But, uh, you know, some, I, I just think that we need to get rid of these people. Or, you know, like, like a sci-fi uh, thing, you, you, you'd, be able, you'd be able to call a number and a, a drone, a large drone comes out of nowhere, attaches some kind of magnetic thing to the car and just removes it from the highway. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, why isn't that being done? I don't know. There was a comedian that uh, I knew once. His name's Ralph Harris. And he had a, a solution that uh, that everybody should uh, carry like a, a little um, a dart gun that would shoot rubber tip stick them darts. Uh, and in traffic, you know, somebody does something, you shoot a dart at them. It sticks to their car. And then when police come around, they just look for the cars with the most darts. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a friend who had a little bit of a, a, a variation on that. He said there should be these kits where, you know, you shoot the, the thing, the dart or whatever, the paintball. Um, and then when, every time somebody gets three on there, then they, they get the asshole stenciled all <laughs> around their car so that it can warn everybody else around them. <laughs> I, I kind of like that idea. Works for me. <laughs> so we now I wanted we we one thing I wanted to talk about last week and we didn't do it and I I think we should talk about uh cool cool tools. I had this okay. idea. This this came to me in the weirdest way and I don't want p people to take this the wrong way, but I was in the men's room the other day standing at the urinal and another guy, a younger guy, comes into the urinal next to me, and I realize my stream is making no noise whatsoever, and his is really loud. So I think that somebody should invent, for old guys like us, some kind of a sound chip that you can wear so that when you're at on a urinal, you can hit the button, and it will just make the sound of a very loud stream. Oh, yeah, kind of like a fire hose. That'd be yeah, great. exactly. So that then you can feel better about yourself. Of course. Yeah. You know, when self-flushing urinals came about uh, here in Las Vegas, uh, the uh, the Luxor Hotel Casino, they, they had kind of the first round of self-flushing urinals. There was an entire wall of them in the men's room uh, next to the buffet in the Luxor. And one day uh, when I went in, there was there was a young guy. And he, uh, he wasn't taking care of that kind of business. But what he was doing is he was listening to the Muzak playing overhead. He was dancing in front of the urinals and back and making them all flush in rhythm. It was really <laughs> I, I like that. I think that's great. You know, if you, if you run up and down in a, in a large men's room, you, you run up and down in front of the, uh, uh, the self-flushing urinals, you, it could sound like Niagara Falls in there. Yeah, that, that's that's great. Uh, of course, now there was another time. This is when uh, when cell phones really started getting popular. So it's the uh, late '90s, early 2000s, and there was a guy standing in a urinal, uh, and he had his cell phone propped on his shoulder and holding it with his ear. And the inevitable happened; it fell in. And so, instead of uh, just panicking. No, what he did was he bent over, spoke into the urinal and said, I can't hear you. I dropped you in the pisser. 
did he ever fish it out? I didn't want to watch. No. <laughs> you know, they, because they, they talk about phones. People are always griping that if their phone isn't waterproof, that, you know, I don't know how many people make it a habit of dropping their phone in liquid, but why does it have to be waterproof? And if it is, would that stand up in a urinal? Water is one yep. thing. Urine oh, is something water. else. For most yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. For most people. <laughs> Not everybody. We are, um, we're, we're coming up on the end of this week's lovely oh uh, i'm so disappointed <laughs> especially because it took us forever to get going we were having technical difficulties which with old people and technology technical difficulties is just a given that's for sure yeah and uh, we couldn't get a 12 year old on the line to help us out no we couldn't i, I have to wait for my uh, my grandchildren to grow up and then maybe they can help us. We have we have about 50 seconds left. What do you want to say to the people? Don't drop your cell phone in the pissing. That's probably excellent advice. And uh, I, I try to, to be, uh, you know, just straight on. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, just a, a warning to everybody out there. There is a horrible flu going around now as uh, we record this. Um, I know there are people who are uncomfortable with flu shots, but please, especially if you have any underlying uh, medical issues, get a flu shot. Um, at the very least, it should make the symptoms lesser. And uh, be careful. Don't let people sneeze on you. And remember, as Steve said, and this is good advice, uh, be sure and take a shot. And the shot should not be uh, a bourbon. Okay, I'm going to take my shot now. Byron, good seeing you and talking to you, and we will talk again soon. Okay. This is Old Men Bitching. Have a great time, everybody.